Hey, Bettys. Welcome to the Better Podcast. It's your host, Dr. Stephanie. It is geeky magic time where I step away from the interviews and just talk to you. It's just going to be me and you today. And these episodes, I'm going to bring you personal insights, frequently asked questions, topic du jour in a more condensed, quick, and actionable way. I go hard on the geek, wrap it up with sprinkles and magic for you to do and be better. I get a lot of questions about how to ease perimenopause and menopause symptoms, and here's a really simple answer for you. Take a good mineral supplement. Your body loses a ton of minerals as you transition through perimenopause and menopause, and mineral deficiencies make a lot of the common symptoms worse. For example, if you're struggling with poor sleep, fatigue, joint pain, hot flashes, or any other side effects that are wearing you down, you might think about giving Beam Minerals a try. Their full-spectrum mineral supplement contains every single mineral that you lose during perimenopause and menopause. And there is a meaningful dose here with close to 100% bioavailability. All you have to do is take a shot of liquid every morning to replenish your mineral stores and ease the symptoms that you might be experiencing. Beam Minerals just taste like water and you'll feel the difference within a few days. Head over to beamminerals.com and use the code BETTER for 20% off. All right, Bettys, welcome back to Geeky Magic. And today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what to do when you're in a rut. And I'll share with you that over the last couple of weeks, uh, I've noticed some changes in my own mood and my own affect. So things like noticing my motivation, uh, waning, things that I have that usually bring me a lot of joy, uh, I've stopped doing. So things like singing. I love to sing uh, in the shower. And uh, even when I'm working out, when a song comes on, I love to belt it out. Uh, Belly dancing, uh, samba. These are usually things that, I'm Brazilian samba, I'll say. Uh, These are things that bring me an incredible amount of joy and very, very happy. And over the last call it several weeks, uh, noticed myself skipping over them. There's been this persistent voice in my head that has been more and more prominent telling me that, you know, these things are not as important as working and being productive and producing. And so I have found myself skipping those things, skipping my belly dancing, skipping my little, uh, you know, um, a song and you know when a song comes on I'm not singing it and I'm not doing my belly dancing classes and my samba couple other things that I've noticed, uh, and this may resonate with you, um, that when I'm feeling off, my sleep gets much worse, which of course makes everything worse. Um, so what will usually happen is I'll have trouble falling asleep. You know, my mind is racing. I'm thinking about what happened today and where's it all going and thinking about tomorrow and the challenges that I'm going to be facing then. And of course that Uh, usually will also disturb my sleep as well. So um, when I am, when I find my mind racing, when I'm feeling unsure about the future, I caught myself a couple of weeks ago, spending more time on Instagram, reading about, you know, political, um, what this politician is saying and what that politician is saying and what this person said and what that person said and what are the new policies and what's changing. And 
I think that this all comes down to part of the reason why I've been feeling off is that I have been grieving. Um, I am, I feel heartbroken. Um, and I'll explain to you a little bit about what I, I mean by that. Um, in terms of my career, in terms of my love for science, I've always hung my hat uh, on the church of science, right? It's like, if the data is indicative of something, then of course, uh, policymakers and leaders are going to use this evidence and use it for the greater good for their citizens. And um, I haven't been seeing that. Um, I've been seeing science, a lot of prominent scientists, people who I've respected and looked up to, uh, been called crazy. They've been silenced. They've been canceled. Um, and for a large part, I've been seeing, you know, critical thinking essentially being abandoned where you have political leaders, um, and this really upsets me really, truly pitting citizens against each other. And, quite frankly, expressing very extremist thinking that is not based on science, that is not based on the literature at all. And so my heart is broken um, in that way, because this is something that I've always prided myself on is following the science and understanding that science is an ever evolving, ever blossoming endeavor. And to continue to question. I mean, that's the basis of science is to continue to question, uh, to make sure that the hypothesis lives up to, uh, lives up to itself. And when we stop questioning, uh, when we are told we're crazy, when we question, um, this really flies in the face of my very deeply held, um, philosophical premise around being curious and being, uh, and being a scientist. So, I've been mourn I've been mourning. Um, I've been in mourning, I feel like, um, not feeling myself. And I feel in many ways I'm I'm a sensitive person. So being affected by witnessing that has been has been detrimental to my mental health. And this sort of all came to a head a few weekends ago where I just didn't want to get out of bed. And all I wanted to sleep, I had no desire to work out. And that was like the big, like, okay, something's wrong. This is something I never, very rarely experience. Like if I have a workout scheduled in my calendar, um, I just get, you know, get up, I put on my clothes, I go downstairs, I have my coffee, you know, I listen to my birds, that's my little thing in the morning. And then I go and I work out. But I found myself even in bed trying to talk myself out of doing that workout. And I was like, okay if this is my attitude, it's leaking now into my workouts, there's nowhere to go but down. So I'm sharing this all with you because I also want to share with you how I got out of the rut. Um, and I, what I'm sharing with you is an effort. I'm going to share with you what helped me uh, in an effort to give you some suggestions that might help you when you are feeling down and out, because we all will at some point. Now, of course, I, I want to caution, I am a doctor, I am not your doctor. Always, 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 always highlighted and double underlined, reach out to your primary healthcare provider if your symptoms are severe, if you think you might be depressed. And of course, if you are worried about your mental health, there are services that are there and people that are there to help you. And 
Um, this is something, you know, I've, I've talked about on the podcast before. This is something we've really traded off in this pandemic, you know, the mental health of our children, um, of teenagers, of adults who've relapsed because they haven't been able to get the support that they need. You know, they haven't been able to get in to see their, their community group or their psychiatrist or, you know, what have you because of lockdowns and because of restrictions and capacity and buildings and so forth. So, um, I really do feel, um, uh, and I know myself well enough to know when I'm sort of spiraling down and this is what worked for me. So the first thing that I did was I started walking after each of my meals. I typically eat, you know, I sort of have three main meals and like kind of like a, you know, midday snack. So I was walking about four times a day. Uh, for about 20 minutes each. And I know that that sounds simple, almost to the point of being unnecessary, but walking really helps activate our parasympathetic nervous system. And which is precisely what you want when you're feeling down and out, because often when you are very, very much sad, you're very much stressed about world events. It's because you are too aggressively or too chronically activating your, uh, your sympathetic nervous system, which is your fight or flight freeze response. Um, so we've all heard the expression, a deer in headlights. That's what happens when the deer sees the oncoming car. It doesn't know it, it has a, it's in that sympathetic reaction and it freezes. It doesn't know what to do. Um, and so a lot of times people will say, oh, I'm just going to sit down on the couch and relax. I'm using air quotes if you, um, if you're listening to this on audio, but that's actually not relaxing at all. Um, walking movement, very low level movement is quite relaxing in the truest sense of the word in that it activates your parasympathetic nervous system, your rest, digest, stay and play. And for me, I always feel really good. Um, when I walk, you know, the, um, right now I live, um, in uh, North America, uh, it's fall in the Northern hemisphere. So the smell of trees is just completely intoxicating, you know, hearing the rustling and watching the red and orange and yellow leaves sort of wistfully float from their, you know, previously held, um, home on a branch all the way down to the ground. It's very peaceful. It's just lovely. Um, so that was the first thing I started doing. And I did that for a couple of days, um, without doing anything else. So still feeling really sleepy, still really not feeling motivated to do my workouts, but I was just committing to walking, uh, for 20 minutes, four times a day. And then after a couple of days, uh, feeling a little bit better. So while I was working out, I started, um, putting on, um, my Brazilian, uh, samba music that I love. And I would take, you know, in between sets, I would take little, uh, samba breaks. So I was listening to Magdalena and all my, all my favorites. Um, and it's interesting because at the beginning, uh, arguably at the, you know, at the lowest point of my moodiness, there was a lot of mental resistance just to dancing, like just to doing, uh, some of these movements. Like there was this voice in my head that was saying, ah, oh, this is so stupid. Like, why are you doing this? Why are you dancing? It's not important. You know, just take your rest and get back to your next set. And of course, um, you know, if you know samba, um, and really any type of salsa dancing, any type of Latin themed, um, um, movement, very focused on the hips, right? Lots of coronal plane movements with the hips swaying from side to side. And it's a very feminine, um, way to move. And I think, 
for someone like myself who tends to be more comfortable in her masculine energy where it's like achievement and pursuing of goals. Um, it was very, uh, cathartic and very therapeutic for me to work that way. And, um, just kind of, uh, you know, on top of that. So that was the second thing I did. So I was walking and I'm still doing it, walking for 20 minutes or so after every meal. Of course, that also helps with other things. There's metabolic benefits to it as well, but I was really doing it for my mental health. Sodium is an essential nutrient involved in the maintenance of normal cellular balance, the regulation of fluid and electrolytes and your blood pressure. Start your morning right with a refreshing salty tonic of LMNT. It's spring season now, which means I will be enjoying watermelon or grapefruit salt on ice, and it is a fabulous way to balance stress hormones and make sure that I am maximizing my muscle gains. Element T also has a no questions asked refund policy. Try watermelon or any flavor that you want, and if you don't like it, they will refund your money no questions asked, and you don't even need to return the box. Head over to drinklmnt.com forward slash Dr. Estima. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com forward slash D-R-E-S-T-I-M-A. And you will get a free LMNT sample pack with any purchase. Um, and then starting to do a little bit of Samba in between my workout sets. And then, so I did that for a couple days and then then and only then I, I came back to my belly dancing. So I've, I don't know how much I've talked about this in the pod. Maybe I've mentioned it a couple of times, but belly dancing for me is, um, like moving meditation. It is an ancient, uh, practice that's been done for years and years and years, hundreds of years, thousands of years. Um, and it is again, a very feminine way to move. So, put it into my calendar. The days where I wasn't training, I committed to belly dancing for at least an hour. Um, so I do that two to three times a week. And again, belly dancing, as the name suggests, very focused on hip movement. Um, and, um, again, same kind of resistance, like right before I started it, that voice in my head was like, "Ugh, this isn't like a real workout. Like a real workout is like a leg day, you know, <laughs> it's like just unnecessary and it's stupid. And this is, this is, um, whenever you, if you've ever felt that kind of resistance, hopefully I'm not the only person who has this kind of voice uh, in my head, but this is really the the shape-shifting nature um, of the ego, right? Doing anything that it can to hold on to this old identity of, um, you know, not being feminine and staying in what's comfortable. And for me, that's like work and productivity and achievement and, you know, and so I committed, I put it in the calendar. Once it goes into my calendar, it's like basically set in gold. Um, I did, I'm doing it three times a week. And I actually think that hip movement in particular is very important for women. Uh, our hips are at the seat, are, you know, they are at the center of our power. Uh, it is the center of our creation. And of course, it alchemizes pain into pleasure. And I think when a woman begins to honor that inherent you know, those figure eights and that coronal plane movement, um, in our hips that go beyond hip thrusts and squats and lunges. Um, the answers come. And, um, if I may offer at the, at the risk of getting, I pro will probably have an E an explicit, um, <laughs> on this show, uh, because of what I'm about to say. Uh, so if you have little ones, uh, maybe pause 
uh, pause the podcast now if they're listening in the car with you or um, they're within earshot. But this is um, what I would offer. This is what I might call pea power. Um, or as um, I believe her name is Mama Gina, um, uh, her, her book is called Pussy Power. Uh, this is what I, or I think it's actually just called Pussy. Uh, this is what I would call Pussy Power. Um, so now, you know, I gave you that little forewarning, like turn off the thing for the kitties not to hear that. But I think that as women, we really need to honor how incredibly strong um, our womb space is in terms of calling in and manifesting um, what we want. And um, maybe that term is offensive and I apologize um, if it is. I just, um, uh, if you've listened to my conversation with uh, Dr. Lori Mintz, of course, the word vagina doesn't quite encompass uh, our entire genitalia. We have the vulva, we have the clitoris, we have the perineum, we have all these different areas. And so um, that seems to be like the most, I actually think it's a really pretty word. Um, and even though it's been uh, there's been sort of like a toxic masculine sort of derogatory, um, uh, meaning, uh, I actually would love to reclaim that word because I think it's a beautiful word. We call our kitty cats, right? Our cats, we call them, uh, little pusses. And I think that it's, um, I think it's a beautiful word. So, and we can, you know, happy to, you know, if we, if we disagree, that's fine. If there's another word, I would love to hear from you what that word might be. Um, but yeah, this is, this is the seat of our power. And, those were the, those are really the big things that I did, um, to kind of pull me out of a rut. And if you look at all of them, they're all movement based. So I started walking after meals, I did that for three or four days. And then I layered on some of the Samba breaks in between my workouts, uh, in between my sets in my, in my resistance training. Um, and then I added on belly dancing after that. So it all took about two weeks in total for me to sort of get those things back on track. All of them helped immensely. And I felt uh, with each progressive step, I felt the fog lifting after doing each for a few days. And, um, after I was starting to feel like myself again, I started adding in a few more things that had dropped off, like taking my supplements. Like that is usually for me, the first thing that I stop doing when I'm feeling off. It's like these little habits, like taking the supplements in the morning, whatever they all, I forget about them. Um, so I put an alarm in my phone, started taking my supplements again and I started singing again. Um, there's a couple of songs that I really love. And when I am singing, of course, I feel like energetically it helps to clear my throat chakra, which is something that I feel is generally congested in my body. There's a lot of tightness and energy that I tend to hold there. And so singing, um, and of course the entrainment, right? The vibration of your voice, uh, entrains your body to that same vibration, which is incredibly, um, healing. And I'm actually looking for a singing coach. So if you betties know an amazing singing coach, let me know. Um, because that's something that I, I actually love. My husband loves to play the piano and usually I'll pull up a song, like I'll pull up the lyrics and we'll like, I'll sing like a Justin Bieber or I'll sing, you know, whatever song I'm loving. Um, yes, I'm a believer. And, uh, you know, it's really lovely to sing. Uh, I feel like like, uh, there's something magical about singing. So just love that. And then the other thing that I did, um, and I know this seems a little trivial, but, um, it was really big for me was I actually told my partner, I told my husband how I was feeling and 
this is important for me because I often battle with expressing myself. Like I'd rather just throw myself. This is me like having, (laughs) being a little bit like, oh, you poor dear, you know, (laughs) like I'd rather throw myself into my work so that he has no idea what's going on. Like I don't ever want to be a burden to anyone. That's sort of one of my hangups that I have. So I put, uh, again, went to my calendar and, you know, I scheduled some cuddle time with my beau. And then I told him what was going on, you know, and, um, so for me, it also felt again, kind of coming back to the throat chakra and expressing myself, like just telling him how I was feeling and what I was doing that was helping and like what I needed from him from, you know, in terms of support. And as he often does, he reminded me of who I am, you know, that all these shadows and this shadow side of myself is, is completely normal, um, that everyone grapples with it, you know? And, um, I think sometimes my, my ego likes to pretend that I'm not human, you know, or that I should not be dealing with these like dumb, annoying human things, these emotions. Right. Um, and I know try not to judge me too harshly, but this is, this is what my ego tells me, right. I can be slow. I can be a slow learner, uh, in some areas of life. This is certainly, uh, one of them. And this is my sort of perfectionist tendencies trying to sabotage me. Right. And not give me like a fucking break. Like woman, you've been working hard and life is scary right now in, so, in some ways. Um, but, um, yeah, so told them what was going on and that made me feel immensely better to actually share it with someone surprise. Um, and I, I share this with you and I think it's important to note that, um, all of these things that I did, I didn't do them all at the same time. They were all sequentially done. So I started with movement, you know, worked on that for a week or so and just kind of let that be how I was taking care of myself. That was all I had the capacity for. It was like, I can, all I can do right now is just walk (laughs) and no pressure on myself to look at all the other perceived failures, like the lack of supplements that I'm not singing, that I'm not sleeping well, just move my body. And I let sort of the neuroendocrine beautiful cascade that we all have sort of do its thing. And after, you know, about a week or so, I was back at my athletic greens. I was back taking my omega-3s, my magnesium, all the things that I take every day. Um, And of course, every sequential layer adds more momentum to get you back to who you are and remembering um, who you are. And so I share all of this with you um, because everybody And I mean, everybody, every human has days or even weeks where we don't feel um, like ourselves, right? Where we maybe begin to retreat uh, from the world, from ourselves, from the things that bring us joy. And I just wanted to share that there's nothing wrong. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with you if you feel like this. Um, And I think that sometimes it's in the fighting uh, against this feeling where we run into trouble. And this is where I typically run into trouble because this is the ego that tells us we cannot, you know, we must not, we should not feel like this. And it's this internal tugging, this internal tug of war, this struggle between the ego cannot, must not, should not, will not. And our body just saying, but I feel this way, (laughs) right? This struggle leaves us feeling, uh, drained, uh, little to no motivation to pursue the things that bring us, that we love, that bring us joy, um, or that, you know, that engage us in the human, um, experience. I would love to offer to you as I did to myself to let go of the rope. (laughs) Don't do the tug of war thing with your ego. If your ego is pulling on one side of the rope, just let it go, you know, let it be what it is. Um, your ego wants 
to tug. <laughs> it wants, uh, it wants to keep you safe, which is usually what it knows. And if you are someone who has experienced trauma or you are, have perfectionist tendencies, which I think is a trauma response, uh, as, as I uh, have, I definitely have perfectionist tendencies. Um, let, let it go and let go of the rope. Don't play that tug of war. And, and in many ways, I often view our shadow selves, almost like a circle, very much cyclical in the same way that our, we are cyclical beings of wonder and magic that I often talk about in terms of women. Our shadow selves will all, our shadow side will often come up and down in circles. And in allowing those feelings to surface, you can metabolize them a little better. You can take off some of that, um, that energetic charge so that as it descends back into the shadow again, there's a little bit less of it. And then of course, when it comes back up again, it'll have less of a pull on you. You'll be able to sit with it a little easier. And I think that this, um, you know, we often talk about healing being nonlinear. I actually think healing is cyclical, right? So there'll be times where you feel really good. You feel on top of the world and then shadow, your shadows will come and they'll need attention. And then that will bring them up to the surface and then they will, uh, and then they will descend again. And that is, you know, on and on forever on repeat. I think that that's how, um, that's how it goes. At least that's been my experience in terms of, um, in terms of my own healing journey. So, uh, so those are some of my recommendations. Those are some suggestions in terms of what has worked for me, uh, to bring me out of a rut. And I hope that you found these useful. And if you are, I'd love to hear your comments in terms of like what things have worked for you, uh, how, uh, you have pulled yourself out of a rut. So absolutely let me know in that way as well. So until next time, I bid you adieu. We'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I must give you the obligatory legal and medical disclaimer here. This podcast better with Dr. Stephanie is for general information only and the advice recommendations we discuss do not replace medicine, chiropractic, or any other primary healthcare providers, advice, treatment, or care. In the consumption of this podcast, there is no doctor-patient relationship that has been formed and the use and implementation of the information discussed are at the sole discretion of the listener. The information and opinions shared on this podcast are not intended to be a substitute for primary care, diagnosis, or treatment. In other words, guys, be smart about this. Take it with a grain of salt. Take this information to your primary healthcare provider and have a discussion with him or her to make the best choice that is for you. Remember, I am a doctor, but I am not your doctor. And these conversations are meant for educational purposes only. 